Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bookends with Friends. This is your co-host, Parker Moon. This is your unreliable narrator, Brett Irvin. This is your first-person baby, Daniel Phillips. Uh, we are a weekly book club podcast, and every... How do I start this? We're a weekly book club podcast. We talk about books and everything books-related, and we also have a book of the month that we go over and discuss... Um, this is the start of a brand new month, so if you're listening along, uh, you can you can start the book with us, and you have all month to read uh, before we cover that the last week of of this month of this month, which is May. Is that right? You nailed it right on the head. Guys, yeah, it's I'm, May. I'm firing on all cylinders this morning. It's also not morning. Hey guys, <laughs> what's going on? Nothing much. I'm doing good. I hope you're doing good as well. By the way, I we were supposed to discuss this. Are we reading Percy Jackson for me? Is yeah, that the yeah, yeah. Not right? Yet. I mean, we are. <laughs> we are right. Yeah, Percy Jackson I so. for May. <laughs> yeah. So so this this May, uh, we are delving into Rick Rorden's Percy Jackson and the and the Lightning Thief. That's the first one. So the Percy Jackson and the Olympians is the series. It is a middle grade fantasy book about the Greek pantheon. It's very fun, and we hope that you are excited to read it. If you haven't, uh, and if you have read it, we hope that you will send us in your thoughts and questions and everything and be a part of the discussion uh, for the last uh, week of May when we talk about that. We kind of introduced it just then, like we don't know what Percy Jackson is. We've all read Percy Jackson. We just wanted to have fun for the month of May. We just wanted to have fun. We didn't fun. just discover Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief for the first time. <laughs> it's this little unheard of series that you might not know. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. But before we do that, we have a couple weeks where we're just going to talk about book stuff. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Well, do you guys want to catch up and do short stories? Our segment where we catch up? And do short stories? Yes. <laughs> and do short stories? Yeah. <laughs> Let's mustard. I'll go first. Oh, Brett, you're better than that. <laughs> Is that a catch-up joke? That was a catch-up joke. Those are my favorite kind of jokes. This isn't my short story. Can I derail us? Yeah, of permission, course. Permission to derail the podcast Go five ahead. minutes in. Um, so I had a great hot dog, like a fantastic glizzy. Nice. Uh, it's there's a there's a restaurant Give called Society that uh maddie maddie took me on a date night is how i'm gonna phrase that because she she like was like hey let's let's go out to eat i want to i want to try this new place out downtown that she had seen and heard about and so we went downtown it's on like the east end of greenville Ooh, we usually hang out on the west end i know we do we do normally hang out on the west end so it's over by like uh uh what, what am i thinking where where the greenville the greenfields to go used to be do you know because that shut down r.i.p I think so, yeah. Guys, I've derailed us so much. Anyways, I just had a really good hot dog. It had cheese and crushed up flaming hot Cheetos on it. It was oh amazing. God. Whoa. Wait, for real? For real. It was called Clifford the Average Sized Hot Dog. <laughs> Wait, pause the podcast. Let's go right now. I'm hungry. Yeah, okay. Just just something to wet your whistle and get you excited about. Yeah, I had a good glizzy. Okay, let's talk about let's do short stories. That was a good that was a good short story. I have something else though. I know. Do, do you mean? Do you, should I just continue to talk since I've I mean, already sure. derailed us? Let's just lead us in. It's gonna be hard to top. Just letting you know. Okay. Well, the other the other thing is, uh, Wii Sports is back, baby, <laughs> with the successor Nintendo Switch Sports, and I, I did get it. Wait. And I did do some bowling earlier, mm-hmm. and it's it's ju- it's just as good. What are as we you uh, remember, What are we guys. looking at points wise on bowling? What what uh what are you bowling? Yeah, what would you bowl? 
high score right now is 256, which is Ooh. kind of ridiculous. But I will say that I, I, it feels easier. Or maybe I'm just not 12 anymore when I'm Yeah, maybe you're a grown yeah. man. Yeah. That's a big brag. Let's take it to the real lanes. No, because I'll bowl a 46 in real life. The lanes. The lanes. Let's hit the uh, lanes. Yes. No, yeah, I also got it, and I am very excited to. We could play like tennis online against. Yeah, each other, we right? could. Yeah, we could. Okay. Yeah, or badminton, gonna... or volleyball, or oh, there's dude. like a sword fighting game. Oh, it's is crazy. it fencing? No, it's it, no, it's it's a different. Like legit? Are you like pirates? It's the sword fight from the last we we resort, right? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. I don't think yeah. I ever played we resort. That's good. It's good. Okay, sorry. That well, that was longer than I wanted to talk about um, Wii, Wii Sports, but it's fun. Go check it out. What yeah, without reading, Nintendo paying us. Yeah, exactly. Without, without Nintendo paying us, I don't want to give them free adver- advertisements. What I'm reading is Lord of the Rings Two Towers. Another Proud book. Do I need to explain that one that you might not have heard of? <laughs> yeah. Just so like Lord of the Rings is a series. So Lord about. of the Rings is, the, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I, I, uh, I've only YA, ever read... right? <laughs> Shut up. I, I've only ever read The Hobbit and Fellowship, um, and of course I've watched the movies, but it's always just like been on my bucket list, obviously, um, and it's like a big gap in my reading history, I feel like, but I will say there's something about Tolkien's writing that just doesn't, like it's it, 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 it's difficult for me to stay focused when I'm reading his works, mm-hmm. yep. um, but I found out the audiobooks work a lot better for me. So I'm audiobooking Two Towers and loving it, and I also finished the second Percy Jackson book. Whoops, I know we're doing that <laughs> this month, uh, but I've already read the first one like three times, so I just read the second one. I this feel past like week. they would make so much money if they went and got, and what a cool reunion for them if they went and got the cast of the movies and redid the audiobooks. Oh, dude, that's a great of idea. Movies. Some of them have passed away, sadly. Yes, um, but, but you know I, I, I mean. no, no, I agree with you completely. That would be fantastic. Hit us up, whoever does that stuff. Audible, come on. <laughs> uh, Brett, what about you? I would like to take this opportunity because we won't be releasing another episode until after the day to um just give a quick shout out to all the moms out there because mother's day is next sunday may 8th it's very sweet of you you're really making my uh, whole wii sports one look bad huh i know you got you're you're a real piece of garbage For, um, forget moms do some bowling hey you know what go bowl with your mom play yeah play switch sports resort with your parents, with your mom, and just have a blast. Go bowling. That's, that's beautiful, Brett. Yeah. I love you. I love you so much. You're such a good son and good Dude, boy. You're a good thanks. boy. Thanks. And I love you guys. And I shout out mom. I love you. And happy Mother's Day early. I'll obviously tell you that on the day. But, um, Aww. Yeah. Happy so, Mother's Day, Linda. And then happy Mother's Day to all moms to, out there. To Christy and Melanie and, and all the moms. Yeah. Thanks, moms. And Lisa, my mother-in-law, all of the moms. All the moms. Thanks, Mom moms. God, moms are so great. Are you reading Oathbringer? Yes. It seems like you put a dent in it this week. Um, Somewhat. I think so. I hope so. Not that I'm not enjoying it, but like I want to get to the, to the, to the end because I've heard so much about it. And obviously, I want to get to rhythm. So. Oathbringer was my slowest read Stormlight book. Really? Yeah. 
Still loved it. I mean, all of them are huge. So that yeah, is... I mean, they're all huge. But Interesting. The, I feel like the beginning is just a little bit slower for Earthbringer. Yeah, no, Dan's wrong. That's the best. That's the best <laughs> one, and it's good from start to finish. I mean, but... I'm loving it. See, the the best thing though, Brett, is not uh, that a big Dan piece didn't of love it, but <laughs> what are you saying? Just the, I mean, the good news with us reading Percy Jackson is that's a it's a 300 page middle grade book, which means the text is massive. So you can really turn and burn those bad boys. I, I honestly it out quick. might read the entire five books before that's kind of my we plan. do our episode. Okay. Yeah, that's my plan. I mean, should we just make it like the Percy Jackson series as a whole? It's kind of fun. We could. Well, well okay, so let's I don't do know this. Let's, I don't know if I'll be able to get all the way, but I can get most of the way. The, guys, this is this is on record. We're not even we're not even editing this out. Um, listeners, if you're listening along and you want us to talk about all five uh, books, then let us know. Um, we can, of course, focus more heavily on the Lightning Thief. That way, right. just in case, um, you know, that's what our main conversation could be around. But depending on how much we actually get to, um, if we're able to, I, I think that'd be really fun if you guys are down. Cool. Let's do it. You heard it here first, folks. <sighs> We'll Hot see how this goes in 29 Hot days. Off the pre- yeah, we might get distracted by Everything. whatever numerous reasons. Yeah. This is for all the moms out there. <laughs> We're reading Percy Jackson for you. This is our gift to you. Gift to the moms. Linda, Christy, Melanie, Lisa, this is all for you. This is all for you. I wanted to take my short story to do a little honorable mention of a figure in the literary world that actually passed away last week. His name is Neil Adams. Have you guys have you guys heard of him? Yeah. Yes. I figured both of you would. Like you actually know about comics and I did not. But I saw this article um, talking about Neil Adams. He actually passed away last Friday. He was 80 years old. But I wanted to kind of highlight a little bit of uh, Neil Adams and his work because it seems really cool. If you don't know who Neil Adams was, he was a writer and an artist for DC and Marvel Comics and a lot of other kind of comic book works back in the 60s, uh, 60s and and on, basically. But he's the guy who pretty much uh, styled the realism, more dark and gritty comics that is kind of big today. Biggest example being, you know, Batman used to be kind of goofy and campy and he's the one that actually styled him to be like dark and really muscly and he styled the Joker to be like this actual scary kind of psychotic premise and so he was just known for like kind of reviving a different style of comic books across all these really cool characters and he he did works on Green Lantern and Batman and then he actually worked with Marvel uh, because apparently X-Men was doing really poorly in the 60s and he took charge of it with another writer and it became like insanely popular. But he was the writer for the Avengers for the the Kree scroll run in the 70s, apparently. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Um, that's awesome. So he just like a really cool guy that had his had his uh, hand in a lot of different works. And so I thought it was cool. The article was really fun to read. Um, NPR wrote it and put it out today and I, that's how i saw it and so that's yeah, awesome just thought it was well, really I'm sick glad you brought that that is a really cool yeah. uh honor yeah and i actually saw a post um 
he's been to South Carolina Comic Con before. Oh yeah, and I they actually posted about it as well. Um, oh, so I man, saw a quick cool. excerpt of them posting. I think they mentioned um, the article that you're talking about, but yeah, I, that's super cool. I'm sure if you type in his name, like today, you'll get articles everywhere. But it was the the NPR one that I saw that seemed really cool because his son had like an excerpt in it talking about like his dad and all the works that he did. So it was really sweet. Um, and then what I'm reading is the lies of Locke Lamora It is the gentleman bastard series. I'm loving it. It's very fun. It's like a mild fantasy uh, th- there is some magic in it, but it's not the forefront. Like the character is not like the chosen one or anything like that. It's almost like a, umbrella academy-esque so basically the premise is this guy adopts a bunch of orphans and trains them to be very skilled in different forms of like thievery and they like steal from the rich in this like rundown city that they live in man um and it's very fun every time you've talked about this series it makes me so excited like i yeah. i really want to read it. i i probably have like a hundred pages so cool. left in the first one and right now there's three there's three books out but i don't think it's a trilogy i think he plans on writing like four or five um so i'm really excited because i've only heard that book two and book three are just like better and better like people like book three the most out of all three of them so it's been really fun and yeah that's it that's awesome now we can move towards the quote of the week which i actually brought one yay (laughs) Bada bing, so bada happy, I actually got called out by my friend that listens to this podcast. My friend Zach texted me and he was like, hey, man, like not joking here. You actually have to remember quote of the week. <laughs> uh, yeah. Pause on that note. And let's just give a major shout out to Zach. Hey, Zach. One for listening and two for uh, just absolutely messing with Dan and, and helping him stay on track of his homework. Because really, come on, Dan. Thank, thank you, Zach. You're doing you're doing the Lord's work. You can't keep saying that Aubrey ate your quote of the week, Dan. We, we're not <laughs> yeah, going to believe you gotta, it You got to cut that out. <sighs> Sorry. But yeah, quote of the week. And so I believe the first one's from Brett, if I had to guess, if you want to share away. It is. Um, it is from Oathbringer. Um, and it's, you know, within Oathbringer, it's in the world of Stormlight, it's very meaningful. But also it's very meaningful to our world as well. So I just wanted to share it. It's... Um, you know Stormlight, it's Dalinar talking to his uh, former friend, now kind of uneasy acquaintance, uh, Kadash, who is uh, an ardent. And he says, but merely being tradition does not make something worthy, Kadash. We can't just assume that because something is old, that it is right, which is, again, very true in our yeah, world as words. well. It's like... I mean, basically the entire idea of like legalism, like just because it's written somewhere and it's something that's been done for years and years and years, that doesn't mean that it's like a morally acceptable thing to do. Yeah, well said. You remember when back in like the 1700s, military could just like walk into your house? (laughs) Yeah, that's like one of the one of the like the yeah you they you have to allow them permission to uh, like barrack at your house. That's now. pretty old and pretty right. Yeah. 
I'm I'm happy you're reading Oathbringer because th- that book is like chock a block full of quotes like that. There's a lot of good Brett, ones, where yeah. it, it's like you're gonna run into just like every other quote. It's like man, this is just like brilliant writing that's also applicable to the real world. Yeah, Dalinar just spits out like every other thing that he says is just like some sort of like wise thing. We're like just oh, dropping wisdom. Okay, I wish <laughs> I wish more people would think that way. Right. Um. Yeah. Brandon Sanderson is a genius. This all came He's from done, his done mind. It again. It's wild. Uh, well, I brought one from the two towers, um, and it is, it's simple. It's short. It just says, uh, for it is, it is easier to shout stop than to do it. Um, and I, I just liked the, uh, the, the short, sweet piece of wisdom there. I believe that was Treebeard, but I also I was wrote gonna, that I was quote down. Ask, is that Treebeard? Yeah, I believe it's Treebeard, or maybe it is, it's that either Treebeard. Like treebeard. It's either Treebeard or Aragorn. I'm still in the first half of the book, so I know it's like it's not any of the Sam Frodo stuff. What do you yeah. think's gonna happen, dude? I don't know, man. It's crazy. Um, Keep, keeping you on your toes. Yeah, it is. It is really fun though to read. Sorry, I'm going on another tangent. No, it's just fun to read those books yeah. and get like see, like seeing the differences between the movie and and where they like decided to make changes for pacing and for i don't know we've already talked about this off podcast but sorry dan go so my quote is from the lies of Locke lamora and one little note about this book uh, and reason i'm liking it a lot before i give the quote um so the main character Locke lamora is one of the orphans that gets taken out by this this guy who's like building his team of the gentleman bastards and i like it a lot because this character is actually bad at a lot of things like he's not like this perfect guy who can like swindle everyone like every character has their own like skill and his is really cool but if he gets introduced to something that he can't do the book is very quick to let you know that like he's not the man for the job so i think that's (laughs) a fun style of writing um but what he's really good at is like the politics and dressing up as you know uh, different people and really putting on the like the act. He's very theatrical, okay. and so a quote from him is: "There's no freedom quite like the freedom of freedom of being overestimated," which I think is very fun because he is a very kind of like unassuming person, and so he can. Can you help me with this one? Because I, I'm, I'm so I actually think I wrote that down wrong. It's underestimated, not overestimated. Okay, okay. <laughs> when okay, I read it, you. it made no sense. There's no freedom quite like the freedom of being underestimated because he is a very like small, unassuming. It says uh, when okay. it introduces this character, it talks about how like he looks so average, like he can yeah, really yeah. blend in with anyone, and so yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I love that quote, but when you wrote it in the show notes, I was like, <laughs> I, I was really trying like my hardest to like no. make so that deep. make sense right. in my brain. It is, it is yeah. underestimated, not yes. overestimated. Yes, okay. That there makes infinitely more sense yes, now. Does. Thank you. I, I really like that one. I'm going to toss my vote in, in, in for that one. Boom. Locke Lamora. I'll do the same. Bada-bing. All right. Good job, Bookends with Friends. That's the quote of the week for Look, this week. I'm, I'm one for one for bringing a quote of Dan the week. Dan wins. To the- <laughs> wow. Maybe hey, maybe don't bring quotes of the week anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, and also listeners, please uh, feel free to send in your quotes of the week. We really want that to be a thing because we want to hear what y'all are reading, and that's a fun way to do it. Um, and then also, it'll get us excited to read those books too. A good quote will get me excited to read a book. Um, so Definitely. please send that send that in. You can uh, reach us re- reach out to us obviously at on our Gmail friends at gmail.com, um, or any of our social medias. Cool. Let's get uh, talking. 
Yeah, let's roll into discussion. Um, this week, we are talking about the forms of narration as well as different uh, points of view, POVs, uh, as the cool kids are saying these days. I think Pops. they call them POVs. POVs. Yeah, nice. Um, all I can think about is like the TikTok, like POV, you, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, That's, is that not what we're talking about today? Yeah, ju- yeah, we're just talking about different TikTok POVs. Okay. Otherwise, I'm very unprepared. Yeah. Um, so uh, do either of y'all want to lead in with giving us like a quick breakdown synopsis of the main, most common forms of, of narrator or voice literature? Um, I could take a shot at it. Brett, go, dude. You got this. I'm gonna, I believe in you. I'm not going to throw in my shot. Um, here we go. No way. Okay, so. That. Say what? I said, no way you just did that. <laughs> was that a Hamilton reference? That was a Hamilton reference. Just like out of left field? Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty quick with it. Brett's pretty quick with it. All right, let's go. <laughs> um, so there's kind of like six main types. Um, the first one, honestly, I don't even know if it's the most common. There's another one that might be even more common. But first person, uh, it's the most intimate form of narration, I would say. It's like a front row seat to one character's like show, like all of their thoughts, like everything that's going on with them. Your entire perspective is through their eyes. Um, it's the it's the books that are the you're reading as I have done like I am doing right. this. I have done that. Yeah. Yeah. So you better enjoy that show because it's the only perspective you get with yep. first person. Um, second person, um, not very common. Uh, it basically speaks directly to you as the reader. It kind of like includes you in the story, and. Um, from research, the most common example would be like choose your own adventure books where it like immerses you directly in everything that's going on. Would um, some okay, so I had a question about this, and I don't know if either of y'all have the answer, but would you consider some um like self help novels and whatnot to be second person? Because it, it's it does probably. speak at the yeah reader pretty directly. Yeah, it's kind of like hmm. a th- therapy session almost like you're the the author is like talking you through stuff so it does kind of i mean it does like ask you questions about stuff and helps you to challenge i'm not sure i'm not sure in my mind if that's if that's second person or third person um anyways come on continue brett um so third person which there's kind of several subtypes of one being uh third person omniscient which basically is the narrator sees all, hears all, and knows all. Um, just kind of like knows every character, knows all their perspective, all their thoughts. Kind of is just leading you around the story, jumping from character to character into their first person um, kind of situation. Then you have um, third person objective which is still kind of an omnipotent narrator without the knowledge of thoughts or intentions of its characters. So it's kind of describing what's happening as the reader goes, just kind of just like a, a neutral perspective of everything that's going on. But they still can see everything that's going on. They just don't know like the intention behind it. Third person objective is essentially what is like watching a like like watching a movie or something because you can you can right. see or, or you 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 
are described the setting and the scenes, but you can't get into the internal monologue or thoughts of the characters. Right, exactly. Um, and then there's one that's kind of a combination of that, and it's third person limited, where you have the narrator has that insight, um, like all knowing insight into the knowledge and attention of like a few characters, like a couple main characters. But then everybody else is objective. So you're kind of seeing um, you, there's like some first person to it, but there's also like a, a, an omnipotent aspect or an objective third person objective aspect to it. So you can see everything that's going on, but you don't know everybody's thoughts. Um, and then finally, you have the unreliable narrator, pretty self-explanatory, just can't be trusted for, you know, various reasons. They have some sort of bias or flawed viewpoint. Um, William Riggin, uh, who's an author, broke down like five types, which were, um, if you want to go look them up, the madman, the naive character, the liar, the clown, and the Picaro. Um, I believe I'm saying Picaro correctly, but yeah. So yeah, those are the main types. And I think... We're going to move into some questions regarding those main types and what we think about them. Yeah, well, so I, I mean, with, with, when we were talking about this topic, I wanted to ask y'all right off the bat, um, like, what y'all thought were, like, the strengths and weaknesses of, of each. And, and really, more realistically, I'm, I'm mostly speaking here of, of first person versus third person, right? Because that's, right. that's most, those the are obviously types. the most common. Um, and I've read a fair share of both and i've had good and bad experiences with both and i wanted to hear y'all's yeah. takes on what y'all prefer where y'all think strengths and weaknesses lie with 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 those so i think for me it all depends on how much i like the first person book if i prefer it or not yeah. because if i don't like that character boy oh boy would i would have preferred third person over being inside someone's head that i didn't typically like in the book to begin with yeah right it's the riskiest the one yeah cause... exactly like the the example that i probably would use just from like reading it in high school as being like really frustrated with katniss and the hunger games yep. and that. <laughs> okay and being like man i kind of want to break from you but i i boy oh boy i'm just stuck Nowhere with to you go. for three books aren't i so I'm I'm glad you specifically brought up Hunger Games because I think that one's one that I struggle with as well with the first person, um, and there were instances where I really liked Katniss, and then there were some instances where I was really frustrated by Katniss. Yeah. Um, but I also thought like having that insight was important to what she was trying to write. I do mm -hmm. think it would be interesting if we could have had other people's perspectives yeah. um, for that series. But I also have a funny story with the Hunger Games because you know how the Hunger Games hit and that was like a craze while we were yeah. like in, in that like time period when we were in high school or whatever. So that was like, you know, I, I tore through those books. I was really excited to read them. Uh, and it like, I guess like had hit the, the media waves enough to where like my dad had heard about it and he was like, huh, what's this about? And so I was like super excited to share this with him. Right. I was like, oh dad, you got to read this book. Like this is, it, it was, cause I was so obsessed with that at the time. I was like, it's my favorite thing right now. And so I gave him the first book and he read like 30 minutes of it and was like, no, I can't get into the perspective. Like I can't get into the mindset of a like 
because uh, I, I can't remember how old Katniss is. Like a, a young a, teenager. A, right, yeah. like t- a teenage girl. And I was so frustrated by that and i still i still am i still carry a little bit of this with me today because i'm like it's one thing to like you know for the writing style or maybe the character themselves you just like don't vibe with or whatever but i'm like dad if you can't get past the fact that like what so what are you saying there like the only first person narration you can read is if it's a like middle-aged white man because come on <laughs> come on dad um this is a dad call out uh, uh, section segment. It's all about um, what you relate to. <laughs> no, but I, I just sorry. That's a, just a funny bit or yeah. funny story about like that. I I think about that anytime I think about first person narration because I remember like being so angry because I was like I love this book series and I want my dad to like I wanted I was like excited to talk to him about it and he's like he like picked it up and was like nah I can't do it fourteen year old girl or whatever or sixteen year old girl and I was like what are you what, what are you talking about yeah um. That's my That's problem with Harry Potter. That's a dumb reason not to read first person. If you can't read first person because you're struggling with getting into the mindset of people who aren't like you, that's not a good, that's not a good reason. <laughs> that's my problem with uh, Harry Potter's. I can't get into the mindset of like a 15 year old British wizard. Uh, it uh, really Harry Potter's just... third person, right? Yeah. Was... No, it is. That was a joke. It's it's like third yeah, yeah, person yeah. Uh, limited. Yeah. 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 Um, but Sorry, no, I but, love my dad. Of, he's a great he's a great man. That was not <laughs> to put him on blast so much. Dang, but, Parker hates his dad. Jesus. Oh no. Oh shit. Um, no, but because of that, like I've just had more success in books that are third person, I think. And yeah. like I think it's weird. Like when books are third person, I don't think about point of view during the entire thing, right? I'm just reading a book right. for the story right. of the characters. The second I read a book that's first person, I'm immediately like, oh, it this stands is a first out person yep. point of view yep. and i really focus in on that which is like maybe a flaw in me reading first person but i just tend to have more success with third person well it makes you think differently because you then obviously like you're not when you're reading you know third person omniscient you're not thinking about what anyone's thoughts are because you're hearing all of their thoughts it's more about you like processing what they've said Instead, with like first person the whole time, you're kind of paranoid as to what everyone else is saying. And again, if you don't vibe with the character that you have the first person with, it just kind of can take you a little more out of it. If if you don't like their decision making or actions, yeah. So so some of the strengths of of first person though, like Brett said, you know, kind of teeing off the you know the different types is there there is an intimacy there though that i think is really important that i do Mm -hmm. like um i agree dan that like it i do i have to kind of like settle into the shoes of that voice right whenever i'm reading a first person narration i have to like actively work to get in. it's almost like it's almost like i'm getting into character right there's almost like a a little bit of like a, a a role play in my own brain scenario going on where I have to like, you know, get warm and get used to that voice. Uh, but I feel like once you do, you, there is some advantageous stuff of like, you, you really feel connected with that character oh, yeah, and yeah. their thoughts and their experiences. Mm-hmm. And I also think it can help with the tension. And so, so to bring us back to hunger games, um, I, I, I think it's interesting because it makes it to where you don't know what all the other characters are necessarily up to or doing. Like if, if you know, say PETA was out in the games and you're like, you're the whole time you're like, where is PETA? What right. is PETA? And that mirrors what Katniss was also feeling and thinking. And I think that allows for some really interesting drama 
and um and just good like tension as oh, a yeah. reader. Uh, but I I will say it does it does take some uh like it, it's almost like you kind of you kind of just have to you know it, it's like wearing in a good like a pair of shoes right like you got you got to get everything yeah. feeling right you got to get in that mindset and I, I it's right. it's you it's a fun learn. thing you got to learn about the the character before yeah. you can like follow along with like how they're doing stuff yeah but because I did say my negatives about first person i did bring a really big big positive of a book that i read last year a super popular book called the song of achilles which is by madeline miller i'm sure anyone listening has heard of this book or read this book but song of achilles is the retelling of the trojan war all about achilles and his trials like at troy but it's told in a first person perspective from Achilles' Achilles, how do I say Achilles's 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 Achilles lover Patrocles, and so you're hearing this story about Achilles from a different, like almost a side character's perspective, and it was like kind of like what Parker was saying. You really you feel the tension and you feel like every emotion stronger, and mm-hmm. that book like ripped me apart. <laughs> Because of just the way it was written of like, I am like literally reading every person's thought about like watching someone he loves, like go to war. Um, And it was very, very good. And so like, that's a great example of, you know, me loving first person, but just being on the safer side with third person still. Yeah, for sure. And and it'll be interesting too, because I don't know if y'all remember um, from your first reads, but Percy Jackson is a first-person series. I can't do and- it. So I actually Ooh. have trouble getting in the mindset of a fourteen-year-old boy. So yeah, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I hope no one has that issue. Um, but yeah, it is, and, and it, I mean, but really, the the tone of the book is also very is very middle grade, right? And that's right. to be expected. But I also think. That's another great advantage that we really can't look over. And I kind of made a joke about it earlier, but I do want to get back to that is I think it is good in the sense of it helps you broaden your horizons, right? Like if if it's something, if it's a, if it's a character that you might not necessarily relate to, might not necessarily have the same, uh, you know, uh, history, upbringing, origins, whatever, I think it, it, if it's well written, can help you learn to sympathize or empathize with that you know, mindset or character better. Um, and, and it's, it, it was, it's funny. Cause I mean, like I said, I just finished the second Percy Jackson, but it, you know, it kind of does take you back to like, Oh yeah, this is kind of how I thought when I was a middle school boy. And some of it's embarrassing and some of it's stupid. Um, but it is, it's still, it can be enjoyable if you just let yourself get there and get into that yeah. headspace. Yeah, absolutely. A uh, very, very interesting book series that I don't know if you guys have read. Um, Divergent. Yeah. So I read Divergent in my freshman year of college. And then I read (laughs) Insurgent, which is the second book. And after Divergent, I was like, yeah, I'm into this. This is cool. Insurgent, I was kind of like, oh, man, that was kind of bad. Allegiant, the third book, uh, is still first person, but she decided to make every chapter a different character perspective. Where the first two books were just the main character. And so she went like epic fantasy with it and switched it over. And I did not even get close to finishing that book. 
Oh, so you, you hate it? So you much preferred just the main character? Not necessarily, but it was the fact that two books, a two-thirds of this series was, you know, the first person of, I believe main character's name was like Triss, Trish. Okay. Uh, yeah. You only get her perspective and her thoughts. And like, I feel like if you're going to do like almost 70% of a book series. Well, that's that's one a shift in POV. It, like, right. That's like a shift of POV. But like, if you've done two books in one person's point yeah, of view, you don't and then it. you, yeah, that, that is jarring for sure. <laughs> it was, it was so out of left field. Like yeah. that first chapter, I was like, huh, this character, why, why do I not know what's going on? And then it was like, oh, it's because I'm not reading about the same character. Yeah, A Court of Thorns and Roses kind of does the same thing Yeah, in, in the later books, but I think it does it only in like uh, epigraphs and stuff like that where it'll jump around or like the start and ends of books where it'll be different perspectives. And I think there might even be one later than what I've read if what I remember from what Maddie said is correct. But that's, that's speculation, so I'm not sure for sure. But um, yes, that is, I can understand how that would be jarring. I wanted to mention, because um, I think it's, Arguably the most interesting of the group, um, the un- unreliable narrator. And yeah. I wanted to ask you, Parker, since I know um, you're a really big Ag- Agatha Christie fan, mm-hmm. I know that's a very common narration style that she uses in her books. Yeah. Um, is that something that you also so, so love? The, there, there's one I, I do, and there's one in particular that I read not so long ago that it, it's it's my favorite instance of unreliable narrator unreliable narration and i don't want to say the book because i feel like that's like a massive spoiler okay but the the thing with those books it was it was a poro novel and um the things with those books is there's kind of at least for like the the handful that i've read there's kind of a you 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 get the um you know you get into the rhythm of how those books are written right mm-hmm. where you're like you know there's the there's the setup there's the murder poro comes in are they he, like a you bit know, He investigates and then not not formulaic. I mean, to, to some degree, not in like, a bad way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, typically, I feel like there's a point where you're like, okay, this is about the point in the book where the murder is gonna be like where where Poro's gonna step in and like it's solved. Right. The, the one the book that had the unreliable unreliable narrator, I I literally didn't know. Like what the like how the case was gonna be solved. I think it was revealed literally within like the last fifteen pages of the book. Oh dang! And I loved it because it really threw me through a loop the entire the entire time I was reading it. I was like, "What is going on? Like this this feels different than the other novels." Like it, you know, it was kind of at first it was a little bit jarring because I was like, "This is a little bit of a shift from what I'm used to." I don't know if I'm a, a, like a big of a fan of this one. And yeah. then the end of that specific Poirot novel. I made me love it so much more even because I really liked that unreliable narration. So yes, I, I am a fan. I think it works incredibly well with mystery thriller novels, but that, I mean, that's, that's more or less some of my only um, it, like experience with unreliable narration, yeah. but I, 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 do I, I can't think very of an much example so. of that. I, I like it. I like the, uh, more so even the idea, like it, readers, listeners. Um, sorry. If you have, examples of books that you really liked uh, with unreliable narrators please send them in because i i really would love for us to read an unreliable that would be so fun i think we should do it for the podcast i think it'd be fun sure yeah absolutely Um, so kind of to move forward unless you guys have more things to say about the different types of narration 
I, I mean, do we? Did you want to talk about third person? We didn't. We didn't so much talk about third person. Yeah, that's what I kind of want to move into. Oh, well, okay, I cool. Guess yeah, be- that. before that, like we did just talk a lot about first person. Yeah. Um, and third person is just rampant. I mean, I feel like eighty percent of books are written. Yeah, in the yeah, third yeah person. for sure. It's the majority. Right. And so, what do you guys like about it? We we more so just said what we do and don't like about first person. So, what do you guys feel about the third person? Um, I know I've said it's my preferred, but is it the same for you guys? What are your thoughts? I'd say in most cases, yes. I like what you said earlier, Dan, about like, I, I feel like you can just pick up a third person narrative, like, you know, typically speaking, you can pick pick that up and get into a story and it just kind of flows a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also like, I like third person omniscient because I really like to know the inner monologues and inner thoughts of characters uh, because I, I think that just helps me to better identify and understand like what characters I really like, what characters I think are of gray morality or gray, you know, or, you know what characters yeah. I'm like, oh, this character sucks. Like I, I like to have those very clear lines sometimes. I think it's just digestible and I, I really like that. Yeah. For me, y- you talking about like the characters reminded me of this, but like, Obviously, huge third-person genres, the the epic fantasy, like your your Stormlight, Lord of the Rings, all that, all that jazz. But I love the difference between third and first person of like seeing non-main characters interact with each other, which is not really a thing in first-person mm-hmm. yeah, books, right? You true. don't see like you know, I can't think of something, but you don't really see two side characters. If you characters, do, it's like, only ever through the lens of the exactly, first person, exactly. Right, right. Which like that's the point, and I shouldn't like harp on it for that but it's just not what i enjoy uh but i love like just weird there's some third person books that some like the chapter doesn't even make sense to be in the book but i love it because it's like so far away from the connected story sometimes um, just as like background or more details or something i really enjoy those those chapters it's nice to be able to see certain characters that aren't just like Obviously, you want to root for your main character, but choice is amazing, and it's really great to see, like you guys said, supporting characters either flourish or fall, depending on how you feel about them. And also, like, in comparing, like, if you have any kind of, like, book club or anything like that, I love the discussion of, like, favorite characters versus, like, characters you hate. And then also, the I love the interactions of characters from both perspectives because you get to see how they view each other for example i'm using stormlight when um shallan and kaladin first meet and are like spending time together you see from each each of their perspectives how they view the other and it's amazing just to see (laughs) how ridiculous they look to the other person and just how other people can judge them because you obviously are like see their innermost thoughts and are like, right. I love You're this in person. on the secret. It's almost yeah. like you and the um, the author are in on the secret and the, 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 the characters, the cast, the book, whatever you're reading, they are the, you know, you get to view that entertainment yeah. 
and you you kind of have a little bit more you have a different form of intimacy right because it's less it's less specified but then you get to see the broader picture right and have some fun like the author can have a lot of fun and freedom there right with all of those shifting perspectives and and multiple povs and to to hype up sanderson because we don't do it enough but sanderson also does the third person when like you know every chapter is third person perspective of one main character but when that Sanderlanch starts falling and every like three sentences, the perspective snaps to a different character. And it's like, you're in like a mental tennis match of like moving back and forth between all yeah. these different characters on like the falling action of the book. That's when, you know, it's like about to go down because the perspective changes so quickly. I'm really glad you brought that up too, uh, because I do want to throw in a, a, a weakness here or just something with, with third person is that I've, I've experienced in some books is, you know, there are some times where I'm reading a book where there are characters that I really don't care for mm, yep. or, um, you know, or, or like sections of, you know, like settings that I might not care for. And if it shifts, I feel like that can take me out of the story. hundred uh, percent. And that, that can be a real problem. So I think that's a strength where like first person, you kind of, you know what you're getting, right? Like yep. it's either you like it or you don't more or less. Um, but I feel like with third person, sometimes you can be in that action or you can be following the main character or, or the side character, what, you know, whatever. And then it can, you know, move the story in a different direction to tell, you know, to broaden the world or to tell a little bit more of the story or to give different perspective. But if you are really excited about, you know, plot A and then it shifts over to plot B, that can kind of, if it's done poorly or maybe if you're not in the right mood or mindset yeah. for it that can that can detract from the story so i think in in the you know a point for first person you know to, to be fair i think that is a that can be a weakness yeah. for third person oh, yeah. like if first person's good then you get to enjoy it the entire time yeah. <laughs> and never have to give it up hold up brett not the entire time maybe on the third book of the trilogy uh, it, it's no <laughs> yeah, longer you never know first person. just randomly decide to rip it out from under you genius um oh man i wish i could remember what maze runner was i would just say i don't like that that point of view <laughs> God, I I also think that that is um, it, it you know this this doesn't necessarily have to be a negative or a positive, but I think something that's interesting with first person and this kind of bleeds into unreliable narration, um, but not necessarily. But your perspective of other characters can and will be colored by the character, the right by the, the main character if yeah. it's first person, um, in, in the sense of like. You know, you can have a character that your first person character's in love with and, and they're writing that character to be so great and, you know, this great person. And then you find out, you know, halfway through the book that they're not and you have to experience that and you have to because you didn't know you weren't able to see you didn't have that peek behind the curtain that you would have in third person. I know I already talked about this, but I just want to mention it again. Song of Achilles is so interesting as a first person because you were literally the point of view of a supporting character giving his thoughts on the main character of the book, which I, I just don't know another example of like, yeah, I really you're like reading that. the I statements about someone explaining their thoughts on like the actual focus of the book. Um, right. And so definitely like, I don't think you two have read it and you No, I, I really want to. I, the, all the it. Madeline Miller books are on my list. Just do it. Just pick it up and read it. I got five Percy Jackson books to read this month. <laughs> <laughs> How much Greek mythology can I handle? 
Right. To, to kind of move us toward the end here because we've been going for a while. If you could change a book or a series point of view to something else, what would you change? Well, t- time out. Time out. Okay. Before we, before we get in this question, because I love this question... I need to put some respect on the name of Stephanie Myers, who's done this. I was hoping we would get through this whole episode without bringing up Stephanie Midnight Meyer. Sun? No, hell, hell no. We're not getting through this episode <laughs> without bringing up Midnight mentioned. Sun. Because that's so uh, honestly, honestly, I Oh, Midnight loved Sun it. for this question. Okay. Okay. That's good. I thought you were just going to talk about, I forgot Midnight Sun existed. This is a well, very good point. Thank you. Well, so so she literally wrote as a as a service to her fans, and and which speaks to how much of a fandom she has with the the fans of Twilight. She wrote Midnight Sun, which is the same story but from Edward's perspective, and it worked, and it it sold really well, and I think it's cool. I I think that might be one of the best things for first person is uh, cool. it lends itself to allowing something like that to happen. It's harder to do that with a third-person book, especially third-person omniscient, where you yeah. kind of already are getting all of the perspectives. So I, gosh dang it, Parker, now I'm derailed. I do have a question about Midnight Sun, because I thought about this the other day. Oh, yeah, you do. Let's, wanted, talk, let's talk Midnight Sun. It would be really Sun. cool if this was a thing, and I don't know if it actually like, could be. Could you like fuse the pages of Twilight and Midnight Sun together to make one mega book to give you as many like details bounces on back Twilight and forth as you can? You should you should throw that idea at Stephanie Meyer's uh, publishers because like, I'm sure they would do it to make more money. You know, when, when you were a kid and you would like get textbooks stuck together by like intertwining every other page, was right. that just me that was really annoying in their classroom? No. <laughs> Could you do that with the book? That'd be really so, cool. So sorry, I'm derailing us further because you know how so I know you know how um you get the shifting perspectives of the the Alethi dinner scene um yeah. in, in yeah. every Stormlight book. Right. So Sanderson just you know gave that sneak preview to book five. I'm not going to give any spoilers. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite TikToker book talkers for Sanderson Stormlight stuff, Nikki reads Cosmere. Uh, they actually did that. They spliced all of those scenes oh, together yeah. for like just for, you know, people who are curious so that they could go back. That's and, amazing. Which is so cool. So uh, that's funny, too, because that's definitely like a 200 page book. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it probably it probably <laughs> it probably is. And that that's amazing. Like that is a bunch of hard work that yeah. was just done out of like fan love Being and fun. fan service. So. Um, thank you, Nikki, for that, um, and shout out to Nikki. But a- anyways, sorry, uh, we can go back to the actual question now, now that we've derailed twice. So my obvious choice, because I love it so much and it has brought me so much joy in life, I just want a novella just on Aragorn's travels through the Lord of the Rings, and that's that would, it. Oh, that would like, be so Aragorn good. going from like ranger to king, just his story, and like that's something that could be spliced together, but I want like the nitty gritty of all of it. Um, speaking of um, Maze Runner, I wanted one of <laughs> from James Dashner's perspective of him in his office writing the book, and we get to figure out why he made the decisions that he made. Guys, we um, can't keep dunking on James Dashner. I feel like we're like oh, really nice. get him. We're, <laughs> we're 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 supposed to be nice guys, right? Like that's a part of our brand. It's, I hope. I it's hope. just a joke. Listen, listen, 
It's just a joke, Parker. If James Dashner ever reaches out to us and is actually upset, I will sincerely apologize to him because I did enjoy reading those books. I was just really upset and hurt by the ending. So by his I by have, his terrible decision making as a Parker, bad be nice, God, I, you were kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I have kidding. two copies of the Death Cure, James. That's all I need to say. Um, <laughs> but for real. Um, a Stormlight one really fast. Um, I think it would be really cool to see like a day in the life of the storm as it passes across. Oh, Roshar. I love that. Um, it's just like, and it like seeing like from the storm's perspective of like the people and just Roshar itself. I thought that would be a really cool idea. Um, maybe just like a novella or a short like interlude or something that might yeah. already exist. I don't know. And then randomly, I've always wanted to know or see like the entirety of Harry Potter through Hagrid's eyes. Oh, yes. dude, that would be such a relaxing book. Right. And also it would be so emotional because like he gets... He gets screwed over a lot (laughs) near the end of this book. Oh, yeah. Big time. um, Just seeing it from his perspective, just that I think that would be really cool. Uh, and I, I, I feel like we've, we've kind of overdone the Hunger Games talk, but just because it's, it's top of mind and I I have another answer, but I, I, I really, really, really loved the character Finnick Odair. I think that he's, oh yeah, he's the best character in the series. One, one of the best reveals was his, like, how you think he's a shallow character, through the, right. you know, when he's first introduced and you think that he's kind of like this, like this, like pig of a guy. Yeah. And then you see his heart and how much he loves and uh, just like hit what he does to, to sacrifice. And I think that one of the problems with it only being in Katniss's perspective is you didn't, I, I, I would, I would love to see that story. If yeah. she wanted to write a book about that story, I would be there for it. Definitely. So agreed. Uh, but but I, I'm I, I'm gonna derail us again uh, because that's my favorite thing to do. That should just be the the name of this podcast. Um, but there there's a really cool Star Wars uh, collection of books, or I think only two are out right now. Um, but it's it's called Star Wars from a certain point of view, and I I don't know if y'all know of them. I have the first two, mm-hmm. uh, but essentially the entire premise is it follows the story of Star Wars. So the first one's A New Hope, the second one's Empire. Um, but they do it through characters, like uh, like menial background characters. So um, It's such a cool idea. Yeah, it, it's it's great. For instance, one of them, the first it's one the, in the New Hope. It's the Rogue One as books. It, it is. But the best so, Star it, Wars so, movie, well, this, this is far. This is good because, so one of them is literally the rebel who is running the plans to Leia, who knows he's about to die because there's this demon after him, yeah. <laughs> it, like it, on the Tanta Five, like yeah. he's, he's like running to deliver and he, he's thinking like this, like this piece of information can turn the tide of the war and it gives you this like this insight of like the you know this character i mean probably not even a you know named character before this book um but just kind of like makes those background filler characters seem way more fleshed out another example of one that i really love um and this is this is also a shout out to just because we're huge fans or griffin? I'm, I know yeah griffin griffin McElroy. he he wrote so the the uh, the way that it's done both of those books are they they get 
authors to write each chapter. So or or just creators, they, yeah. they you know get a bunch of different people in the creative industry to come in and and write those books so they all get a section so griffin McRoy, who if anybody likes the McRoy podcast you know my brother my mother me wonderful uh uh the adventure zone all that stuff they're fantastic but griffin McRoy, he wrote a section and it was about the jawas who who get r2d2 and (laughs) about specifically one jawa named jot and he is in charge of erasing the memory of all of the astromechs or all any any droid that they find essentially so that they can resell them basically like factory reset but he watches the memory banks so he essentially watches the the prequel trilogy (laughs) because he's going through r2's memory and jot the jawa makes the decision that this is too important of a message to be erased so he goes against protocol and make sure that r2 can fulfill his uh, mission and it's just it's just such fun good writing and from a different perspective that's very Um, fun but so I, I just I love that idea and I, I really like the idea of our favorite media, you know, whether it be books or TV or whatever, being, you know, given different perspectives and narration. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. So Star was, Wars from man. a certain point of view is a great example of that done well. Um, if anyone wants to check this out. I was smiling ear to ear as you described all of those. That Dude, sounds, I could I could talk so about ja- the Jawa for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that chapter in that book. Um, sorry. I Okay. We are, no, we are I, that was so amazing. off base. Kind of, kind of getting the end of the rope here. Do we have any other thoughts about Pavs? Follow up, just a reminder: send us your unreliable narrator books. We yes, please want do. To do one so bad. Um, I do have one more thought before we get into to closing. Yeah. Because I did remember another very renowned set of books that are written first person from a supporting character about another main character. And I read one of these last year, The Hound of the Baskervilles, but Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yeah. They're Watson. all Watson. Yeah. That is, uh, that's a big one that I didn't think about. But that's yeah. massive. Yep. yep. We're dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, all right. Um, well, we're the narrators we're no of this Sherlock. podcast. No, and we so we can say that we're smart and be unreliable narrators. We are smart. Trust us. I know. I'm kidding. Uh, you can trust us, guys. With all of your, with all the good book hot takes. This is the best book podcast. This is the best podcast, period. And you should tell your friends and download it on their their phones so we get more downloads. Definitely. All right, let's bookmark it. Let's bookmark it. Thank you, as always, Jacob Robinson, for the intro and outro of our podcast. We love it. It's a hit. Uh, Thank you, Maddie Moon, for the lovely cover art. Thank you both. Uh, where can they find us, guys? If our if our loving listeners and wonderful audience wants to reach out to us, it's it's about that time in the episode where probably every fifteen episodes or so, I beg someone to send me an email. Um, yeah, yeah, about yeah. literally anything. Doesn't if you hate reading and you stumbled across this in your car and the radio wouldn't let you turn it off. Um, and so you had that to would to be that would thing. be a miracle because this isn't just played on the radio. You can't you literally <laughs> can't stumble upon this. So if that happens, I don't, I let don't us know how audio works. Um, please send us an email at bookendswithfriends at gmail.com. We we get really excited when we get fan email. Um, I shouldn't have said fan email just then. Just any email, we'll get excited for. <laughs> uh, but it's just fun to like uh, get to kind of talk to people behind the scenes. So reach out to us about or anything, just, any or questions just send us or whatever. Snail mail. 
Yeah, send sure. us, send us okay. mail in the post. I know yeah. we don't we don't have our addresses listed out there, but just, just send, put put a put a message in a bottle, give it to a carrier pigeon, and see if it makes it to us. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, that's our email. Reach out to us, please. We do the yeah. Blues Clues mail song every time we get e- an email from a yep. fan or a listener. So we do. Uh, bookends of friends at gmail.com. Uh, bookends underscore with underscore friends at Instagram, I believe. Uh, and then there's some other stuff like TikTok at bookends pod. Um, and our Elon Musk owned company Twitter. Oh, we have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah. No, e- Elon banned us. Actually, I don't know if y'all <laughs> if y'all saw that. He hates he hates our podcast. Oh man, big cool. big blow to our We're our finished. podcast and all our followers on Twitter. But bookends with friends on Twitter is banned now. Dang it, Elon. Uh, all right. Well, uh, anybody want to send us home? Never forget, the real books were the friends we made along the way. That's beautiful. Thanks, guys.